The time is quarter past eight on Wednesday, May the 7th, 2014. My name's Garen Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 81 of our Errand of Mercy. Hello. Hello, how are you? I, I'm, I'm good. Um, do you know what I had for lunch today, Simon? What did you have for lunch? Um, well, I thought I was going to McDonald's to have the Nevada Nacho Grande Burger. Oh, this is one of those burgers with the big nacho in it. Well, it was last year. They've taken the fucking nacho out. What? So <laughs> well, it's now the nacho grande without a nacho in yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's now just called Nevada Grande. Um, <laughs> I feel this also needs to be explained to perhaps our international listeners, because I imagine this is something McDonald's only does, like, in Europe. Um, every year, there's for, like, a month, uh, McDonald's has a theme, like, does a theme every week for american themed burgers which have nothing to do with the respective places they're named after yeah um so there's the chicago supreme which i think is just a burger with bacon in it um (laughs) which is impressive yeah there was the nevada nacho grande which formerly had a nacho in it but now is just a burger Um, (laughs) what what is like so they haven't replaced it with anything they've just kept the name yeah, it's just I think I think the only difference is it's like there's some like paprika on the like bun or something. But oh, apart from, yeah, that's it. Which I mean is nice, but it's not a fucking nacho in my burger. No, I want a nacho in my burger. I, I, I was at I was so and the funny thing was I was like, Oh, this is really disappointing. And I looked around, I saw at least two other people like eating that burger, doing exactly the same thing, just biting and going, Oh, that's oh. <laughs> that's nacho. I had one of those from um, KFC because KFC for a while did a um, a burger with a nacho in it. It's good. It, I mean, it's an excellent. It's a great flavour and you know texture profile. It's a it's a taste sensation. That but... was the um, the visit to KFC where I was befriended by some drug dealers. I remember now. I remember, I remember that. discussing that particular uh, yeah. burger with a nacho in it. They, it's a good job that they've taken the um, the nachos out of them because it's possible that they attract drug dealers. That could be true. Maybe but they've think... got some new. They've got some new stats from KFC, and KFC have gone no, 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 don't do that. I'd be happy to talk to a drug dealer if I was able to get a nacho in my burger. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. It's going to be black market nacho burgers now. <laughs> just you wait. They're going to get pushed underground. So yeah, I think McDonald's just needs to step up their fucking game and put some yeah. nachos in my goddamn burger. Like, how else am I supposed to know that it's from Nevada? Apparently. <laughs> Nevada, the, the famously the state of nachos. Yeah, I mean, Nevada's where Las Vegas is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I do associate nachos with Las Vegas, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's funny that McDonald's are like, check it out, we've put bacon in this burger, and Burger King, burger King have been doing that for, for literally millennia. <laughs> <laughs> like, it may have even predated man. Yeah, it does. I I never really understand why why McDonald's has never really got for bacon something that people enjoy. But you know, there you go. Maybe the um, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they're going for the kosher the kosher um and halal route. I don't think I I don't think McDonald's burgers are either kosher or halal. Famously, no McDonald's burgers famously halal. That's what <laughs> I heard. It's fine. They're it's safe. Fine. They're good. But yeah, so that's what I did uh, this lunchtime. Yesterday, I enjoyed a gangster crime, climbing up a Ferris wheel. That's yeah, that's, that happened in Manchester, isn't it? That, was he an actual gangster or was he like a, just a, a chav? No, no, he's like he's like, like straight up like a, a mafia boss. He's like, a renowned mafia boss. He's an infamous guy who controls a huge criminal empire in Manchester. See, I didn't realise this. I just thought he was some mental. So can you <laughs> tell us this story from the beginning? All right, okay, so, well, the guy's called Dominic Noonan. Um, I'm, I'm, there's been movies made about him and stuff, so you can, like, like documentaries and stuff, so you can Google him. He's, yeah, he's he and his uh, brothers were sort of crime lords during the 90s in Manchester, like, controlling the drug trade and stuff. Um, so if you're listening, I'm sure you're a wonderful guy. <laughs> it's a shame that, that such a tragedy befell you. Yeah, I'll just clear that up so that he doesn't murder me at any point. Thanks. I'm pretty sure like one of his brothers was stabbed to death. Um oh, and another one died somehow, probably also like gang hit. Um Dominic Noonan's been in prison for a while. Um 
and he came out he he announced that he was going to run for an mp as an mp i think because because bez has announced he's going to be an mp now as well because why not so i think every every like character manchester character now has to announce (laughs) they're running for parliament Um, the lead singer and drummer of elbow are gonna run they're gonna run to be mps they're gonna be liberal democrats though nobody nobody will vote for them (laughs) I kind of feel like Bez has a good shot of actually becoming an MP. Yeah, have you seen his like like all of the interviews he's been doing? Yeah, yeah. Like and you know, I know people in Manchester, like I am almost certain if given the opportunity, like they will make Bez like our our MP. He can't think... be worse than um than Rob Ford, can he? Let's face it. No, exactly. I think he's much better much better than that sort of thing. I'm pretty sure I think he's he think he wants to be an MP for Eccles. I can see that happening. Um but anyway, yeah, back to Dominic Noonan. So he was in prison, he got released, said he was going to be an MP, um, amongst like loads of other just crazy shit. He's he's a guy who he says a lot of shit as well as being like the Al Capone of Manchester. He seems like quite a colourful character. <laughs> yeah, he's a colourful character. I always feel he's probably not that good of a gangster because he's always in the news for being a gangster. Yeah, that's but, like that's surely that's um, job number one is yes. let other people take the fall. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who everyone knows is a criminal. So um, basically, I think he 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 like broke his probation conditions. Um, the way he tells it, he got in an argument with his flatmates about washing up. <laughs> And so, and so moved to another friend's house, and then the police couldn't find him when they were kind of trying to do their like kind of checking up on him as part of the probation thing. So he was going to go back to prison. Excuse as well, isn't it? It's amazing excuse. Yeah, it's a great like crime lord excuse. I got in an argument with my flatmate flatmate about the washing up. It also sounds like a veiled way of telling somebody to like put a hit on somebody. Yeah, like absolutely. I'm pretty sure the guy he's who was his flatmate is now like in a ditch somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. In a in an industrial washing machine. Somewhere in a warehouse. Apparently to protest the fact that he was going back to prison, he decided to climb up Manchester's Ferris wheel, because as you know, every British city needs a Ferris wheel. Climbed that, sat up there for several hours shouting things at people that they couldn't hear because he was like miles off really ground. high up in the air, yeah. And, and, and now he's going to prison for climbing the Ferris wheel. So really, I don't know what his game plan was on that one. It seems like the game plan was to climb the Ferris wheel. And yeah. then, and then there was a number of question marks. <laughs> Manchester character and criminal climbs Ferris wheel while being watched by all the other nutters who live in Piccadilly Gardens. So, <laughs> apparently, Purple Aki was there. Manchester oh, really? He turned up as well. Yeah, like I saw someone on Twitter saying that they'd seen Purple Aki staring up at Dominic Noonan. Um, I don't, the presence of Bears has not been confirmed. No, he's he's always there in spirit. <laughs> Bears is like um, Bears is like the Manchester version of Pennywise the clown. Like <laughs> he's always of, there. Instead of murdering you, he just suggests you take some take some acid and shake some maracas out. Yeah, you. and then and then hands you a leaflet for his for his run for MP. Yeah. Um, to be fair, like actually on beds, he's running as an anti-fracking candidate, which is a cause I can fully get behind. So, like, I think if I lived in Eccles, I'd probably vote for Bears. Are they fracking Eccles? Is that what's happening? What yeah, that yeah, they're fracking in Barton Moss, which is like next to Eccles. So, well, it's like I, I've heard that that they're running out of cakes in the Eccles mines. <laughs> so, so obviously the fracking might interrupt the, the them getting the last of the, the the Eccles cake ore out of that area. Yeah, yeah, they need to release the kind of the currents that are kept in the shale underneath Eccles. Um, the only way to do that is through fracking. It's like I mean, it's it's not very eco friendly, but but the world's got to have Eccles cakes. <laughs> they are excellent. They are. Big, big fan of an Eccles cake. It's weird that they're made in like one place as well. There's yeah, like I, one factory that yeah, makes them all. I, I, I always like for when there's a single supplier of a kind of a good. Like yeah. <laughs> like the pork farms, uh, the, the pork farms factory in Nottingham is mm. like basically where all of the pork farm stuff come from, comes yeah. from. And it's fucking huge. They're <clears> weird. They're weird, weird pork pies. Very odd. Yeah, not quite right. <laughs> I'm always like, whenever I bite into a pork farm's pork pie, I'm always acutely aware that at least 17 cows 
have been involved in the production of this pork pie yeah, at like, some point. Yeah, like some somewhere there's a bit of a racehorse. In yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, just a tiny, just a uh, just a pinch to add flavour, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like you bite into it and it's kind of, for the first second, it's it's sort of pleasant. And then you hit the meat and it's like, oh, oh no, this yeah. isn't, I, I am going to finish this, but I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I think that's true of a lot of pastry-based goods. I think that's that's my that's my attitude to every Ginster's pasty I've ever eaten. I'm pretty sure they're probably made in a similar factory to the one that makes um, cat food, aren't they? It's probably made in the same factory. Just, yeah. It's the same line, just there's cans on one side and Ginster's steak slices on the other. <laughs> and just the, the, the machine poops the same mix into them. Um, speaking of a big machine that poops things for consumption, Chris Brown has got a new um, a new song out, G. Right, well, I mean, he probably does. I know, probably. What's he up to these days? Um, punching guys, I bet. He probably is, isn't he? Punching guys and ladies and just anything. He's an equal okay. opportunity thuggist, as we've discussed before. He's yes. currently um, he's he's um, his song "Loyal" is at number ten in the charts at the time of recording. It's up five places, mm. um, and it's been in the charts for nine weeks. It's so it's he say songs called "Loyal." Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some connotations there, aren't there? Well, it's a weird song for a number of reasons. Um, it succeeds in being like offensively bland and just offensive at the same time, which is quite difficult. I mean, mm. very few people have that claim to fame. Uh, it features Little Ra- Little Wayne and French Montana, who we've come across recently. French Montana yeah. is neither that- French or from Montana. Yeah, isn't she? It's it's a woman, isn't she, French yeah. Montana? Yeah, I can't remember what she was. She from like Morocco or something, something like that. Yeah, she's still doing like in the last thing that we talked about. She she had like I mean I don't want to offend anybody here, but she did what I would believe would ca- classically be described as a male rap. Uh, there was a lot of speak of uh, bitches, bitches and hoes. There was, so yeah, and, and and was she the one who referenced Shakira? Yeah, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, she's going to be big like Shakira. Yeah. Um, and she's still, I think that appears to be her, her gimmick. She's mm. still doing very laddie raps. Um, in fact, um, her and Chris Brown are basically locked in a battle for most chauvinistic arsehole um, during this song. The song is called Loyal, and it's kind of like, it, it appears to be de- decrying the fact that women aren't loyal to you if somebody with more money comes along. Um, Ooh, but, that's an interesting comment there from Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is, like, it, it seems to be having its cake and eating it. So that's one facet of the song. But another facet of the song is Chris Brown talking about how he steals other men's women because he's rich. So it's like establishing that something is bad and then saying that you are the embodiment of that badness. It's very strange, G. Oh, God, yeah, right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that, like, he's decided that everybody thinks he's an arsehole, so he's just going to kind of roll with it and become the dark lord of rap. So it starts off with the lane, baby, you thought it was over? And, you know, we all kind of did yeah. until he rose again. <laughs> you, can't, you can't ever quite kill him. You can, you can stop him for a bit, but he always comes back. So the first verse is sung by Lil Wayne. Um, uh, in, his, in the way that only he can rap, he says, um, I wasn't born last night. I know these hoes ain't right, but you was blowing up her phone last night, but she ain't have her ringer nor her ring on last night. Oh, see? See what he did there? Yeah. Um, so they, they use the N-word a lot during this song, and I, I, I'm fed up of saying it. Yeah, I'd rather uh, and you also, didn't say the N-word, because I do what feel happened... some, someone, someone is making a mega mix of you saying the N-word. <laughs> Probably right now. No, but I always bleep it out. Yeah. Um, but 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 still, I'm always worried that I'll miss it, or someone will tell somebody else that I said it, and then I'll get in trouble, and then UKIP will have to stand up for me, and nobody <laughs> wants nobody wants that, do they? So we need to think of something else. I'm I'm I might go with the um, the Juggalo standard ninja. Um, I, I think gentleman, gentleman. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, I like that. That that will improve this song. So, yeah. um, if this sounds like an amazing song, just remember that we've changed the N word to uh, to gentleman. Okay. Um, so she ain't have her ring and nor her ring on last night. Oh, gentleman, that's the nerve. Why give a bitch your heart when she'd rather have a purse? 
Why give a bitch an inch when she'd rather have nine? You know how the game goes. She be mine by half time. I'm the shit. Oh, gentlemen, that's the nerve. You all about her and she all about hers. Birdman Jr. in this bitch, no flamingos. And I done did everything but trust these hoes. It's true, he has. Yeah, he has done. I have done every single thing here. I've done everything possible apart from trust these hoes. These hoes. Not all women. He means these specific hoes. I'm not sure which ones. (laughs) Seeing as they appear to be professional, um, seeing as they appear to be sex workers, especially (laughs) by the way you're describing them, it's possible that, 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 you know, that this is just their job and you're putting unfair, unfair pressures on them. Yeah, I, I don't think you're being reasonable here. <laughs> and then all. he and then he says, "CB, fuck with me," which I'm assuming is uh, is a request for uh, Chris Brown to come in. Yeah, but it might to have fuck been with him. Yeah, touch me, just do stuff, tweak my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I I can see Little Wayne and Chris Brown together. I reckon they have really angry like angry thug sex. Yeah, like, I, I, you can't see them in a tender embrace, but, uh, yeah, I could definitely see them in sort of, like, quite, yeah, quite quite some angry loving. Poster boys for gay thug dating, I think, these two. Yeah, and there'd, there'd be no sitting around in bed afterwards. Like, as soon as it's done, they're both jumping out and kind yeah. of, like, yeah, getting their clothes back on. No hanging about. No. When a rich gentleman wants you and, you ge- and your gentleman can't do nothing for you, these hoes ain't loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. And then uh, Chris Brown proceeds to say this. So he's already said, you know, yeah. um, when uh, when a rich man wants you and uh, and your own guy, you know, he can't do anything for you. You're not going to be loyal. Um, but I don't think that's an issue of loyalty, is it? Yeah, it's more th- an issue of 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 you being in a relationship with somebody that that doesn't match you, and then somebody else with a lot of money coming along going and going, hey. I'll take you away from all this. Yeah, I, I think I think the issue you're describing here, uh, Chris Brown, is that you know, kind of like, perhaps, yeah, you, yeah, you just can't provide what this woman needs. Yeah, uh, you know, she's found an alternative. Admittedly, money might not be the best thing, but for now, it's something, and it's better than you. Yeah, what he's describing, I believe, is that is the the setup for the movie Pretty Woman. <laughs> um, and you know that that went all right. Yeah, in the end, in yeah. the end, everything turned like- out fine. There were some ups and downs, yeah. you know. I mean, it would have been better, perhaps, if Richard Gere hadn't been involved. <laughs> but what can you do? Yeah. So, just... uh, so Chris Brown says uh, he says, "Just got rich, took a broke gentleman's bitch. I can make a broke bitch rich, but I don't fuck with broke bitches." So that so sounds he... like a that's like a logical it's like a logical quandary he's yeah. posing to us. So so. He he's he's able to take um, a broke man's bitch, but he's unwilling to. Look, Chris Brown has five apples, <laughs> and uh, Young Wheezy has two. If Little Wayne takes one of each of their apples, who has the most apples? And who gets uh, who who gets to make the broke bitch rich? <laughs> I, I think that's probably going to be in an A level exam paper soon. <laughs> yeah, Dappy has five apples. <laughs> And nothing else. <laughs> Got a white girl with some fake titties. I took her to the bay with me. Eyes closed, m- smoking marijuana, rolling up that Bob Marley. I'm a raster. Are you Chris Brown? I don't think you are. I don't think you are. A lot of things about you suggest that you're probably not a raster, Chris Brown. She want to do drugs, smoke weed, get drunk. She wants to see a gentleman trapped. She want to fuck all the rappers. <laughs> Whoa, right. All right, so, so you know, she wants to drink. She wants to get high. These are things that I understand. She wants to see a gentleman get trapped? I guess she wants to, like, trap him in her relationship web. Or, or it's like some sort of sore stuff, you know. She, she just yeah. she gets pleasure out of trapping people. <laughs> I think that's what we're supposed to take away from it. It's I want to see the Wayans Brothers version of The Saw <laughs> featuring Chris Brown. And what, what do you mean you want to see that? I'm almost certain that already exists because they've made a parody of every film ever. They have. Yeah, they have. So, so that's a thing you can actually see. Good, I'm going to enjoy that later on. It's probably already on Netflix, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. 
So uh, we go back, then go back to um, the chorus. Uh, hmm. When a rich gentleman wants you uh, and your gentleman can't do nothing, these hoes ain't loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. So Chris Brown is back again. He wants to tell you about another girl. He's got hmm. another um, logical quandary. So uh, so have you got your pen, G? Right, okay. Um, I'll get my, ca- I'll get my got- calculator ready. <laughs> So uh, you've got, you've you've got you've got to show you working on this one. You don't get any 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 um, marks. So so, black girl with the big booty. Okay. If she a bad bitch, let's get it right away. So we up in the club naturally. Bring yeah. me the bottles. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know, girl, that you came to this bitch with your man. That's a no no, girl. All this money in the air. I want to see you dance. Okay. So so um so he also says after that, um just got rich, took a broke gentleman's bitch. I can make a broke bitch rich, but I don't fuck with broke bitches. So where are we? Where where are we again? So I mean he has done it, but he he doesn't do it. I I don't understand. He's done it in the past, but maybe he's learned his lesson. Um, and I, I this guess uh, so. this woman's brought um, she brought her her boyfriend to the club. I think it's funny that he takes offence that 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 a woman has come to a club with somebody. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, like no, you you come on your own. I'm throwing money in the air. Yeah, why Dance. is there another man here? Yeah, I'm throwing money in the air. Dance for me, object. <laughs> I don't, because you know, I, I don't mind if if clubs were like actively, aggressively anti-couples. That would be fine with me because it would mean that people would stop trying to drag me and my wife out going to the club, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd happily bury that hatchet and walk away, and and the, those people can have fun at the club. But but I don't think that's how clubs are, Chris Brown. I, I don't think so. I think it's a place where everyone can have fun if they yeah. want to. <laughs> it's equal opportunity. Not the kind of equal opportunity you have where you just punch anyone you want. Uh, so we then go through the chorus again, and then we're on to French Montana. She says, with, I don't know what Ciroc is. Do you know what Ciroc is, G? Is it a kind of fancy liqueur? Um, yes, it's either that or it's a planet from Star Trek. <laughs> Define Ciroc. <laughs> uh, drink, it's a, br- it is a brand of vodka. All oh, right, okay, that makes produced sense. Produced and distributed by drinks company... Diageo. Okay. It's also the name of a Romulan general. <laughs> when I'm up in the club with my boy General Siroc. <laughs> Stuffing up on you like a like a warbird. That's what he does. Yeah. He drops his cloaks just before he gets right up to you. Yeah. And then he sharks you and runs away. He's, like, <laughs> he's a fucking dirty bastard. Yeah. I don't know why we keep hanging out with him, to be honest. I mean, I guess it's hard to get away from him because he is invisible most of the time. <laughs> With Shirok in the system, ain't no telling will I fuck them, will I diss them. That's what they be yelling. I'm a pimp by blood. No relation. I don't chase them. I replace them. LVs, Hermes, Dulcies, them hoes ain't loyal, man. They rotate. School me to the game. Now I know my duty. Put it in the loader. She was riding in the hoop. Fuck that bitch. I got my own hoe. Fuck your weed. I got my own smoke. Had to put my mink back on. Tell that bitch, put a ring on it. Montana. It's it's difficult to understand what these people are talking about. It really is. Okay, so can we just run through that first bit again? Because I'm pretty sure there's a logical paradox in there. So... (laughs) So French Montana's in the club with with, with a Romulan. What happened from there? Drinking vodka. And she says, um, when she's drinking vodka, there's no telling, will I fuck them or will I diss them? Yeah. Yeah, so you got that bit. Right, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. That's what they'd be yelling, I'm a pimp by blood, no relation. Right, okay, so... Yeah. So she she has pimp blood in her, but she's not related to one. Which is, some which kind is a of, concerning situation, to be perfectly honest with you. There could be some kind of necromancy going on. If that is why French Montana has pimp blood in her, then it could possibly be a good idea on her part. Yeah? Yeah, um, well, as long as the pimp's younger than her. If the, <laughs> if the pimp's older than French Montana, it might have some harmful effects on her. 
But um, but yeah, if that blood's younger, if it's from a younger man, then uh, then French Montana may have actually reversed the aging process. What? Okay. Have you been playing D and D this week? No, I, I I've been reading a report from a uh, scientist at Harvard University, Simon. What? Who've um who've been injecting uh elderly mice with blood from younger mice and has discovered that that reverses aging. If you take some sweet sweet young mouse blood, right, and give it into like an old an old man mouse who's got like a cane and a bit of like a droopy moustache or something. So this stuff. is just vampire mice, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. That that means they uh they they run they're able to run faster and longer, their cognitive abilities are improved. Um if you take some of the old blood, some of the old mouse blood, and stick it into a young mouse, the young mouse becomes sluggish, it's not able to think as quickly. So yeah, blood magic, actually a real thing. But that is the basis of like Vampires making ghouls to serve them is all about them giving their blood and they become docile and like and, and have to listen to their commands. Yeah, and it turns out that it actually just vampires were really fucking good at science. <laughs> they were just scientists. Yeah, they just they were just scientists who'd worked out that you just needed to swap your blood out once in a while. Wow. You can live forever. Once again, like the the American the American educational system once again taking mouse torture to the next level. It is kind of impressive, to be honest. Like a, an incredible level of mouse torture. But I mean, I guess the old mice are getting something out of it. The they, old mice. You make them sound like they they were the mice from before. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Like mice from previous experiments. If they just had hanging around the lab, not sure what to do with it. What but, if it was the pedo mice? What if they're injecting young blood into pedo mice to make some kind of a super vampire pedo mouse race? <laughs> Almost definitely actually happened. Yeah, that's what we've now got to deal with. Pedo vampire mice. It's just got worse. <laughs> I've heard they're piloting a ghost ship towards our shores as well. I'm pretty sure the ghost... I think that was rats, and I'm almost certain that's not happening anymore because it does seem like that pipe, that ship has been slowly heading towards our shores for about a year now. They lost it, though, like, didn't they? Yeah, it's no, now just drifting. Yeah, it's just somewhere. We don't know. It's just full of pedo vampire mice. <laughs> it's the ship full of them somewhere in the world. Remember that movie Ghost Ship? <laughs> It'll be like that, but with but with but more horrifying somehow. Was there a movie called Ghost Ship? Yeah, have you not like have you not seen the amazing poster for the movie Ghost Ship? No. Okay. I've never even that's like the lamest name for a film I've ever heard. Is it a, is it a ship with ghosts on it? Yeah, it's literally just a, it's, it came out in 2002. Right. So wow. Yeah, well, I, I I guess I was 13 at the time and not watching Ghost Ship. You need to experience it. Okay. Um, it's terrible, of course, because it's a movie called Ghost Ship that came out in 2002. But um, just based on the poster alone, you can see how terrible this movie right, is. Let's check out Ghost Ship. <laughs> just a ship with a skull on it. Sea Evil Ghost Ship. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, so yeah the, not... uh, the, the, the strap line is, well, like the, the tagline is Sea Evil. We and, see uh, S-E-A, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's a pun. That's a movie. And the ship just it's just a picture of a ship with a big skull on the front of it. Yeah. No, never never seen this before. And you'd Miss- think that when everybody was getting onto that ship for its maiden voyage, they would have said, Is the skull really necessary? And I had a feeling that might be an ill omen. And they're like, No, it's fine. I mean, we didn't put it there. We built the ship and then the skull formed over thirteen years. But luckily, the owner of the com- company is, is a massive goth. He's goth dad owns this ship. Goth, that's goth dad's ship. <laughs> yeah, that's where he lives. Um, in international daughters, in international waters. Oh, well, I mean, Whoa. he might be. in international waters with his international daughters. <laughs> oh dear, we don't know what's going on. We don't know. We still don't know what's going on with goth dad. We don't ask. Don't ask, don't tell. That's what I say about goth dad. I, just, I spoke about the goth toddler, didn't I? The, there's now a goth toddler. Yeah, yeah, there's a goth. Maybe he's like... a vampire. Maybe he's drinking their blood and staying young and giving them his blood and making them well, like... Well, if there's one thing I could say about goth dad, he does look incredibly youthful. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I think we just need to this week um, get some children's blood up in us. Is essentially what I thought. The Aaron of Mercy today says try child blood. <laughs> it works. I don't do that. Actually, don't do that. Please, please don't do that. Only get blood put in you by a qualified health professional. <laughs> don't just drink it out of a child. <laughs> please, please don't do that. Who requested that experiment, G? I, I, I don't know. It's the I'm, same guy who did the mouse tears experiment. I'm guessing the person who commissioned this um, this experiment to see how to create a, a kind of potion of eternal youth out of the blood of children. <laughs> it's probably like some like long dead Chinese emperor or something. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like a Chinese mummy in a tomb has paid for this. What if like the Bilderbergers are actually all undead? Makes sense. It would like I'm sure there's a guy on the internet who thinks that, so he's probably right. Or because they're reptilians, have they been trying to suppress this blood magic by telling us it's all vampires? Who knows? Who knows? There's so Anything. many. There's mirrors within mirrors, doors within doors. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the, the the Draco reptilians get you. Yeah, just trick us, trick us into drinking the blood of our own children. Oh, you know, my uncle, who may currently be a UKIP chancellor, I don't know, I haven't talked to him a lot recently. Yeah. Um, you know, he once pulled me aside at a family gathering and told me all about the Bilderbergers. That sounds about right. Sounds like <laughs> the thing that guy would do. <laughs> I think okay. he might genuinely think that's true. <laughs> well, do you know why, Simon? Because it is. <laughs> it is, Simon, yeah. Yeah, of course, because we, uh, we get the monthly newsletter, don't we? That's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. we're getting now. It's quite yeah. annoying because they took our rings off us, but they keep on sending us the monthly newsletter. It's fucking monthly. Like, it's, like, honestly, I get so many of them. I swear it must be weekly, but fucking hell. Just always my, my post box is overflowing with, a, with Illuminati today. <laughs> I keep, I've got loads and loads of the um, the secret election flyers that they send out as well because obviously it's election time at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and they, they send out the flyers for like the the actual election, don't yeah. they? Like, they got the uh, got the the the, uh, the bellkeepers gave me one this week. We got Knights <laughs> of the Blue. What else we got here? The Four Armed Colossus, um, the uh, the Torn Brotherhood. Just keep I, on sending me these things. I mean, the Torn Brotherhood. They've got some pretty. Um, I like their sweeping reforms on the school system. But the oh, whole thing know. about I'm, sacrificing I'm, rodents at 12 in the afternoon, it just doesn't really sit very well with me. I, I'm all, I, I don't know. I feel like at heart I'm a four-armed colossus sort of person. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have to decide at the poll, the polling booth. Yeah, yeah. The it's, secret uh, polling booth behind the, the uh, hidden doorway in the church library. That yeah, one. well, it's not really a it's not really a polling booth, is it? It's more of a it's more of a like a, a square comprised of some kind of flesh. Yeah, and it's got the it's got the strange, you know, glowing thing that like it resembles fire, but not quite right. Yeah, it doesn't burn like fire. It's weird. It, anyway, it you should off. probably stop yeah. talking about this. Oh, we'll we'll stop even getting the monthly newsletter. Um, speaking about getting loads of posts, though, um, I saw an advert for a Postman Pat movie the other day. That shit is often popping. Yeah, do you remember Postman Pat? I Postman remember him. Pat. Yeah, Postman Pat and his black and white cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when the day is dawning. I always used to get that and the Fireman Sam theme tune mixed up. Yeah, because they both they both start off just by repeating the name. They do, yeah. I yes. think they're probably made by the same British animation studio. They they are. Um, though obviously Fireman Sam set in Wales and uh, and you know full of full of Welsh actors yeah Welsh it's acting. good it was I used to love Postman Pat I used to have a I still have in fact not with me but at my parents house a little cuddly Jess the cat yeah no I'm cat. well this is the thing so I saw they're making a Postman Pat they're making a CGI Postman Pat film in 2014 now what would your immediate feeling towards that be what's your gut reaction sign no I like I, I don't have an issue with that because because I think that, like, Postman Pat as a ch children's character is kind of timeless. I think that it's good that we get to introduce, reintroduce that to a new generation of children. I mean, like, also the storytelling in Postman Pat, if I remember rightly, was always kind of, like, normal. Like, he, he was met with kind of normal challenges. He just right. kind of did, like... He, it was just about, like, a guy, like, doing his job to the best of his abilities and being happy with his lot in life. And we don't get enough narratives like that these days. So I think that it's probably quite a healthy lesson for the children of 2014. 
Right. Well, okay. My initial thought was, oh, fucking hell, this is going to be a terrible movie. To be fair, I think I had just seen an advert for the new Tarzan film right before it. So I wasn't. Oh, that looks fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tarzan versus helicopters. Yes, please. <laughs> Did you mean Tarzan, but Avatar, but with Tarzan? Yeah, of, of course. Avatar. Yeah. Um, so I was already in a bad place. Um, it turns out the new Post from Pat film is apparently a scathing critique of the privatisation of the Royal Mail. It, it, <laughs> well, like, you say that, but actually, yeah, I can see it going that direction. So basically, yeah, Postman Pat's kind of going around the village, being his normal, like, Postman Pat self. Everyone's really happy to see him. It's all friendly. Um, then the Royal Mail is taken over by a shadowy corporation who replaces all the postmen with evil robots. So it's it's um, it's Metal Gear Solid Five Postman Pat going postal. Yeah, well, it's Postman Pat what's actually happening in real life, but Postman Pat, basically. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. We're teaching our kids to hate to hate the privatisation of the Royal Mail. This is fantastic. Which is good, because yeah. like they need to learn that that's not a good thing. Absolutely. So I'm really glad with whoever is apparently creating like anti, anti-capitalist propaganda for children. I think this is a, an excellent thing that we should have more of in our day-to-day lives. But we get like 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 secret subliminal political, like especially left-wing political messaging has been taking place in children's media for like ages. We used to get a lot of it in the late 80s and early 90s as well. That's true, yeah. I, I just feel perhaps recently there's, you know, that's been a bit lacking, but I'm, I'm glad to see that's definitely f- still in full force because fucking hell, I don't get much mail Yet now apparently it has to be delivered but delivered by seven guys from different companies. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. oh, oh exactly. yeah, yeah. I, I've I've got I've got I've got seven bills. Here's twenty postmen to deliver it. There's the Royal Mail guy, the TNT guy, the UPS guy, the FedEx guy. It's like why? Why are there so many people delivering my mail? Because because the Royal Mail is is gradually dying and all of these can all of these companies are like feeding on its corpse yeah pretty much it just oh it pisses me off so but then like at the same time have you been to a post office recently yeah fairly recently because the one that recently moved that was in lemmington was just god awful it was really poorly run and kind of shitty so i can kind of understand what the issue is but the the, the weird thing is everybody seems to not be willing to take to take initiative and fix it. They just want to let privatisation happen, and then you know they don't have to take um, take responsibility for being shit at their jobs. Yeah, it's basically God. I'm really sick of this one rubbish post office. Let's open twenty rubbish post offices instead. All of them inside like spas. <laughs> That'll work. That'll help things. Yeah, it's but uh... that's that's efficient. Because, because, like, I've had stuff in, like, post offices, Royal Mail post offices, where, like, people have just been arseholes to me who work mm. at the post office and haven't acted like they're, they're providing me a customer a service. Mm. So you need to get that. You need to sort that out and explain that to people who've worked in post office for 30 years, that they're not mystical wardens of the paper anymore. <laughs> and the fact that I'm using their service suggests that I'm making an emotional contract with somebody because I could just send them an email. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, once they fix that, then privatisation isn't the way to go. But at the moment, I can understand why all of this shit's happening. I don't think they're being replaced by robots, though. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. Drones, like, I mean, Amazon repli- wants to replace everyone with drones. It's happening. Like, yeah. next year, like, all everything will be delivered by robots. Of course, yeah. Like, that is weirdly... Because, obviously, they started writing that um, script a while ago. Yeah. It's weird that it's that prophetic. That, exactly, that it's, yeah. It's so, actually true that robots are delivering our mail. Yeah, as we discussed, in a few years, we'll say to Google Glass, and then Amazon will give us a dildo. That's, yeah. That's what's going to happen in the future. Or a samurai sword. Yeah. I prefer that as a concept. That's a movie I want to see. Just samurai swords being dropped from the sky by robots. The Amazon Amazon presents. It's just like an Amazon movie. They've got the money. They're, they're making a console for no reason at the moment. They've got the money to make a movie about a guy who just like uses drone dropped stuff. 
Because like drones dropping you in things isn't a thing you do in real life. It's a kill streak you, you um, reward you get after getting five kills in Call of Duty. That's what we live in now. Yeah, that's the actual real world. It's really weird. So it, yeah, I want to see this movie. It sounds cool. Yeah, no, I think I might watch this children's movie. How does how does the first tech look on Jess? Does Jess look cool? Um, she she they they all look very sort of cartoony, like they haven't gone too CG. They haven't Robert Zemeckis'd up Postman Pat. Is yeah, what I'm saying because I saw um I saw a CG version of Captain Scarlet a couple of years ago, and was oh just, yeah, like, have you seen balls. that shit? That was balls. That it's was really like, bad. And that's all like weird hyper realism. No, CG, CG Postman Pat just looks like, you know, straight up Postman Pat. Because Postman Pat was already kind of like a puppet, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, so I think it kind of works. He's just a CG guy now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Arson Sam, the movie. Not not Fireman Sam, the, uh, the, the, the rewound version of it. <laughs> Have you seen that on YouTube? No. That's uh, the Errand of Mercy video of the week this week, if nobody's seen it. It's it's called Arson Sam, and it's um, episodes of Fireman Sam played backwards. So what he does is he takes people, puts them into, into houses, and then sets the houses on fire, <laughs> and then Moon walks away. Yeah. Um, and, they've, uh, and, and, of course, they're all talking backwards, so it sounds like everybody's talking in some kind of weird Pingu language. Um, so, uh, so they've overdubbed, they, they've um, subtitled it to make it sound seem like he's a like a, a terrifying maniac. <laughs> and it, was also, always, it was always the ginger kid who started the fires. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> so, was it? so the ginger kid always turns up and puts the fires out, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then and then it always ends with the intro played backwards, and the intro sounds terrifying backwards. <laughs> it's it's really good. I suggest that that you experience it at some point in your life. The Wales doesn't have that many heroes, but the ones it has, they're big important guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we only had two t- children's TV shows, which are Fireman Sam and uh Oh, what was Super Ted, that was the other one. Super Ted's Welsh. Yeah, like that oh, that's man. a like Super Ted like originally was made in Welsh. And then translated into English. The UK, Wales and Scotland and England. Have, oh, apparently and, and Simon and Sam was also originally in Welsh. So there oh, you go. Well. There you go. So yeah, like we've got like some really good cartoons out of Wales. Super yeah. Ted was amazing. Super Ted was fucking awesome. Yeah, he was a, uh, if, if you haven't picked it up yet, um, our international uh, listeners, Super Ted was a bear who was also uh, a superhero. Yeah, he was. He'd been thrown away, and then, then magic was given to him, and then he used the magic to like fight people who were environmentally unfriendly. He was like the good version of. He was like a better Captain Planet. He was. Maybe. Yeah, um, I uh, I had a, a a book where Super Ted stopped a factory explosion in the yep. middle of a residential area by filling up the smokestacks with um, with cream and sugar, and then the exp- the heat from the explosion didn't actually explode out of the factory. It went into the cream and sugar and made fudge for everyone. What a fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the last panel of this children's book is just Super Ted flying off into the night, scattering fudge to everyone. It's like <laughs> yeah. the, most English, the most English way to solve a problem. I, I've just remembered. So Super Ted, his, like, his, his, like, collie, his, like, sidekick was, a, was a, an alien like a scared alien yeah and uh, his villain was a was a, a texan cowboy who who hung around with a gay skeleton <laughs> it's funny how like people are like oh cartoons these days are so irreverent and random but that, like you could you could directly translate all of those characters into into an episode of adventure time and they would fit <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, Wales was doing it first. Yeah, Wales, Wales as ever was doing it first. I think you should just talk about dildos now. <laughs> I'm not that, sure. That's what people are here, to, here, here for. Like people have been listening for about 50 minutes now and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, just tell me about the dildos. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a sex toy this week. It's been a rough ride. <laughs> No, I don't mean that wasn't intentional. That's a description of the sex toy. The Rough Rider. No, uh, just like 
It's bad for your soul. This feature, like, I, I think it's funny, but I feel like I have to give up a piece of myself yeah. every time that we do it because because me and my, my wife has to find these things and then reads them out to me. Um, and And it's just, it's not cool, man. Well, you know, I don't have to do that, so I find it extremely enjoyable. Good. Well, I'm glad that you and the listeners enjoy the fact that I'm I'm giving up parts of my soul, like ingesting the blood of older people. This is gradually <laughs> killing me. <laughs> and yeah, so basically, we're absorbing your life force by yeah. just you tell us about sex toys. Yeah. So, uh, so the the product that's being reviewed on the internet is uh, is the C Novelties Man Rammer Sword Dildo with Handle this week. Yeah, just in case, like, like, I'll, I'll read that again, just in case, you know, just make sure it's clear, you know, from both sides. It's the Psy Novelties Man Rammer Sword Dildo with Handle. Sorry, Mum. So uh, so the, the description of this product is, On guard, 9.5 inches of firm but flexible one-piece dildo and handle. Grab a hold and make like a swashbuckling hero as you pleasure your partner with every realistic inch. <laughs> I don't remember that scene from the from the Three Musketeers. I'll be honest with you. You'll find your own tree. It's the I alternate was, ending, isn't it, of that movie? I was going to say I don't I don't remember that from from Errol Flynn, and I was like, no. Well, he he seems like he sort of might might have been the guy who might have been into the man. Yeah, that's what he was too. doing in that tree <laughs> at the end of the count. Is it the Count of Monte Cristo? Is uh, that the movie? Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. All that swashbuckling. He's got an extra, like, there's one sword he never pulls out of the scabbard at the end uh, until at the end of the movie, and it's just a big old dildo with a handle. <laughs> uh, so, like, because we have to describe this because it is radio. Yeah. Uh, what this is essentially the the weapon from Saints Row. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's... It is basically a baseball bat, half of which is is a dildo. Yeah, it's kind of like. I guess the sort of guard, like, because it describes itself as a sword. And I said, it does I have the, a pommel. It's got a pommel. And I, I guess they're kind of, they're sort of placed in the same position as the balls. But it's really odd because from the hand end, it looks like maybe they're ball shaped. Yeah. But from the sort of attacking end, it looks like it's completely flat. I don't really, don't really I don't know understand what's quite. going on there. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was if personally, Simon, if I was designing a sword dildo, I would have put the ball section the other way around. But that's just me. That's just you. Yeah, you can't really get a decent because your hand's going to slip up the uh, the sword there. Exactly. You it, can't it, get a decent thrust or parry with it <laughs> with with a pommel shape like that. I mean, this obviously isn't meant for actual swashbuckling combat. As the description suggests. Yeah, it should be a little star, like, note, not to be used in actual swashbuckling. So I have two reviews here for this product. One is very succinct, and one is not particularly succinct. All right. Um, So our first one comes from Yumme Mumme, spelled Y-U-M-M-E-H, M-U-M-M-E-H. Okay, that's awful. I mean, yummy mummy on its own is awful enough, but there we go. She's got to uh, make sure that you know how to pronounce it. It's phonetically phonetically spelt. So okay. uh, this this uh, this description, um, the title of the review is just simply "Get ready," uh, which which I know it's important to say that to your partner before you deploy the man rammer. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Great product. I advise, I advise any girl to get one. Huge capitals and thick capitals. Very realistic feel. Great use for couples, singles, gay, lesbians, bi's. Amazing. I'm quite surprised. You know, you see, that's what your man has to say. It's called yeah. the man rammer, but yet she's suggesting that really that you're using it on ladies. She's saying, she's saying gay, lesbian, bi. So. She's it may, it, all it may surprise you, G, to hear that she's basically the only person who's saying that you should uh, you should deploy the man rammer onto anybody other than a man. <laughs> We're once again onto the fascination of dudes. Dudes putting things in butts. Yeah, it's what they're all about, apparently. Dudes on the internet be putting things in butts all the damn day. So, um, so this um, this other review, the slightly less succinct one, comes from um, Ginger Ninja Minge. <laughs> uh, he's a straight single male. 
Okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, it's just hit, a straight his... dude who wants a 9.5-inch cock. Don't ask questions. It's not important why. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the title of this review is The Pleasure Monster. Which sounds like that sounds like the way that Jeremy Clarkson would describe a, a dildo. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> so his uh, his he'd probably his, be a bit more racist about it. He probably like. would accidentally. Honest judge. <laughs> uh, the man rammer is one of those things that I feel was what I was building up to with my anal training for the past two or three years, if you can even call it that. Once again, I love this recurring theme of of training. <laughs> these guys are like really into like they've got to put the time in. Like yeah. uh, like the last thing you want to do. I mean, you don't want to miss uh, leg day, and you definitely don't want to miss anal day. Yeah, anal got, day at the gym is when it all kicks off. You've got to put in the time. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like so you many can't people just saunter be- up. You can't just like walk like a cowboy up to a nine point five inch dildo and expect to get some fun. You've got to build up to it, you know. Like people come along thinking they'll get the perfect gape first time. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> That's it. We've reached. We've reached the point. Like we finally said gape on this podcast in that context. <laughs> we made it eighty-one episodes. I don't think we've done it before. Um, for a start. Yeah. And it may not come as a surprise, but this thing is massive. So much so that it can seem intimidating at first. Are you telling me this 9.5 inch long dildo with a large handle on it is intimidating? Because <laughs> obviously, obviously you're not an anal professional like myself. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think I think he needs to put in more training. He really, does. He needs to get it. back in the gym. Stop skipping anal day. <laughs> it's something that you really want to be able to get it right into you rather than building up to it, because as you experience the pleasure from it, you wouldn't want to start with the inferior toys. Uh, when I first tried it, I, I was surprised just how far I could get with it and inserted maybe four-fifths of the length. Which, that's that's a mission. That's a mess right there. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I was taking the piss out of this guy, but to be honest, I'm starting to respect the amount of anal training that he's been undertaking. <laughs> What I felt with this is unlike other anal dildos, uh, uh, is unlike any of the other anal dildos, dildos I've had. You can really feel every inch of it inside you, filling you up. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, like, I'm fine with, with people doing this themselves. It's just like, much like any sexual act, if you describe it outside <laughs> of the, like, the passionate context that it, it occurs in, it becomes kind of horrifying it just because it sounds like you're being eaten by an alien it does <laughs> like More regardless like no matter how joyful you find it it sounds like you've a mind controlling alien has taken up residence inside your guts <laughs> more than that it it felt to me that i had been pressing against my prostate and giving me unsurmountable amounts of pleasure as i thrust it in and out it is something that I'd never felt before with, with other collections of anal toys. Other <laughs> collections? Like, <laughs> like he's I'm got like a, getting in there. Like he's, <laughs> I imagine it's like Wheel of Fortune. Prostate massager. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, even prostate massagers. Now, the great thing about this toy... Apart from you know the fact that it's it, it, he can he can fit up to four fifths fifths of its length in yeah um, and it's why I decided to purchase it is the handle with the handle it's no longer awkward when using my hand to ram a dildo inside me aggressively <laughs> and you don't want that to be an awkward act I'm beginning to think that like we're gonna get some kind of a techno mega mix of all of these sections at some point and I'm not <laughs> looking forward to that. I'm glad you're the one who reads them out. That's yeah, I bet saying. you are. <laughs> Be more sexually aggressive than before. Just like, dude, get your head checked. Yeah. As such, you don't have to rely on moving your body to pleasure yourself, but you can use your hand instead for better control and speed. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that might be something you'd be after in that sitch. And then he goes on to describe a number of other things. Uh, he says that um, he suggests that before you use this, you you uh, look into the Titan Men Master Tool Number Five, <laughs> which is 
probably like like you can tell it's a male branded sex toy because you can't tell whether it's a thing to go in your bum or something that like the marines use to breach doors on ships you I, know I, was, what I mean yeah i was picturing yeah like you know just some sort of like multi-purpose tool you might see advertised on late night television you know kind of like the titan man multi-master tool range can do any job you want number one wall drill number two wood saw number five arse rabber <laughs> Order now to get a free self-cleaning case. It, it's Barry Scott who's advertising of the title. He's using one as he advertises it. <laughs> Bang! And the dildo is gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that the manorama is more than what I have wanted um, and is all I could ever ask to receive from a dildo. That's, that's nice. It, well, I don't know. Is it? Is that a good thing? Is it? I think it's getting more than you wanted. I don't think is perhaps a good <laughs> this thing. is more than I wanted. Like <laughs> in, in any situation, if there's a situation where getting more than you wanted is a bad thing, <laughs> it's in the realm of anal dildos for sure. <laughs> oh, 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 this seems. Like, oh no, this is no. much more than I wanted. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh that's, that's the the manorama man man ram, man rama. that's um, the uh the errand of mercy official sex toy of the week <laughs> available think... available in all odd selling odd smelling stores now <laughs> odd smelling short stores with embarrassed looking men trying yeah. to sneak out of it yeah, there was that one, that one in Northern Quarter near um, Affleck's Palace. That was always a good one. Whenever well, I was walking I, I, up that road, you could always see those guys. Well, I've told you. I, I think I've done this, told the story on the show before about going to a street party up there yeah. by a guy being trapped inside that shop, watching that guy try and sneak out <laughs> on the sly, thinking he was on the down low <laughs> for hours. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work, mate. It didn't work. <laughs> I this think week. that's our show for this I week. I think we've and ran out of time. I think I think I think we've got more than we wanted. It's more than I wanted. <laughs> I, I'm trying to uh, to actually try and keep us to an hour now. Okay, yeah, because we have run over the last two episodes. And yeah, I guess it does make it harder for you to edit it. Really. It does, and I just think that, like we say, it's an hour. Let's try and keep it to an hour. You know, right. we don't want to give people more than they wanted. <laughs> So thank you very much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please get in touch with us, uh, facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy on Twitter at EOM podcast and by email eom.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please tell a friend. It's the only way people find out about our show because we're terrible at marketing. We don't have any marketing. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a marketing budget or any budget. <laughs> No one needs no one needs a marketing budget or anybody any budget. We can do things. We yeah. we provide better entertainment than uh, the radio on for for no license fee. No license fee whatsoever. To be fair, radio you don't have to pay a license fee for. Oh, so do you? That's okay, well, that's bad bad example. Doesn't matter. Forget <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week uh, with yeah, more of the same. More of the same. Look forward to that. I'm the darkness in the light. I'm the leftness in the right. I'm the rightness in the wrong. I'm the shortness in the long. I'm the goodness in the bad. I'm the saneness in the mad I'm the sadness in the joy I'm the gin in the gin soaked boy The gin soaked boy ba 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 la da 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 ba 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 In the machine I'm the genius In the gene I'm the beauty In the beast I'm the sunset In the east
the trust in the mistrust I'm the Trojan horse in Troy I'm the gin in the gin soap boy The gin soap boy ba 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 da ba 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 Well, who am I?